Hello fellow wildlifers and welcome back to Lily's Field Journal. As you may know, I'm back at Realfoot National Wildlife Refuge for my internship this summer. And right now I'm recording this in my car <laughs> um, because our bunkhouse has no internet and no Wi-Fi um, and no service. So yeah, <laughs> it's been interesting living there, but I'm just glad that they provided with me, me with housing because I know that a lot of other interns don't get housing. Um, that's a talk for another time. I was here last summer and thankfully they wanted me to come back for a second summer, so here I am. And I'm actually really, really excited to be back at Realfoot because this is where it all started. All of my field journals are a result of my internship out here last summer. So thank you Realfoot Lake <laughs> and the wildlife here that have all inspired me to create Lily's Field Journal. And a special thanks to the creatures that got it all started, the beavers at Realfoot Lake. If you kept up with my field journals last summer, you know that I spent a lot of time clearing beaver dams only to have them rebuilt in less than 24 hours. The beaver wars are part of what made so many of you interested in my field journals. At this point, the beavers are winning in the beaver wars. <laughs> beavers are incredible creatures, and they are often referred to as the engineers of the natural world. However, for specific management, they are a nuisance. Uh, to understand why we do the management that we do, you have to understand the history of Real Foot Lake. So let's dive back a few hundred years to about 1811-1812. The area where Realfoot Lake is had several earthquakes that caused the land to subside or sink. Realfoot had previously been a small river that flowed through the area, but when the land subsided it became a flooded river valley and Realfoot Lake was formed. It has a really interesting history that I will talk about in a mini-sode coming up this week, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, Realfoot Lake is being managed now as a moist soil impoundment for waterfowl. We have to clear beaver dams so that the water in Realfoot Lake doesn't get too low and it's also important for aerating the roots of trees where the water is coming from because the trees that were in the area before the land subsided had root systems that could aerate themselves. Like we wouldn't have to lower water levels or raise water levels. Um, but now, since the lake has been formed, we need to lower water levels so that those root systems can aerate. Um, and when beavers dam up culverts and streams that flow into and out of the lake, they interrupt those processes, which is why we have to clear beaver dams and kind of manage the beaver population in this area. Beavers are endemic to North America, and in the early settlement of North America, as you may know, the fur trade was a huge thing. So French, Spanish, and British trappers hunted beavers all along the Mississippi River. And beavers were hunted so much that the populations decreased to dangerous levels. They almost went extinct in the late 1800s, but management and federal protection helped to bring their numbers back to booming as we see today. Beavers are everywhere. Nowadays, beavers are utilized more for castoreum than for fur. Castoreum is a natural flavoring used to derive castor oil. That's right, 
Castor oil comes from beavers. And not just beavers, but beaver butts. When beavers groom themselves, they rub up against a gland at the base of their tail to spread castoreum along their fur. It helps protect and waterproof them, and they can also use castoreum to mark their territory since it's so fragrant. Beavers are known as nature's engineers, but they don't have the usual engineering tools that we think of. They aren't measuring and scribbling designs or chopping down trees with saws. They forage for sticks and large branches, and they use their self-sharpening teeth to chew through saplings to use for materials. Their teeth are so cool because the yellow color covering at the front of their tooth doesn't erode as fast as the back of the tooth, so as they chew through hard materials, their teeth sharpen themselves. They have flattened tails that can help them scoop mud to pack in the branches and cement their structures all together. It's amazing. No drawing needed, and the people working on the Memphis Bridge when the crack was found could have definitely used these guys. The importance of beavers is tied to their ability to engineer environments. They are actually key players in water and fish conservation. Imagine that you're on a road trip and that you and your family are getting stir crazy and hungry and you really just need to stop to get gas too. Lo and behold, upon the winding two-lane road comes a Bucky's. Woo! It has everything you need, barbecue for the kids, gas for the car, and a walking track for y'all to stretch your legs. Some species of fish have a long journey up and down rivers and they need a Bucky's rest stop every once in a while. Beavers can help slow and redirect a river or a stream just enough so that fish can have that rest stop oasis that they need. Water gets backed up by dams and floods nearby soil creating prime wetland habitat for many species. Isn't it fitting that Bucky's mascot is the beaver? Many streams have been engineered by people to be straighter and more direct. Natural bends are forced to be straightened by channelizing structures, which reduces the amount of rest stops that fish have on a stream. So beavers are more important than ever before for fishing migration. They aren't always a nuisance in the right setting, but again, it matters what management you're trying to accomplish. At real foot, beavers are interrupting processes that need to occur to keep the lake healthy, so they are considered a nuisance. But on, say, the Colorado River, they're helping migratory fish species thrive and reproduce, so they're, they're very, very important. It's my job as a wildlife professional to understand when they need to go and when they need to stay, which is why so much research is done in the wildlife field. In order to manage any ecological system well, we really need to know everything affecting it, good and bad. I don't hate beavers. I think they're really fascinating and incredible, but I also know that they need to be managed and managed in a way that is beneficial to them and the ecosystems that we need them in. And at Real Foot, we kind of need to get rid of them, but... Um, on other river systems and different places, they're really, really important. So this is just another example of how management depends on where you are. Like it depends on the ecosystem because there are so many diverse ecosystems in different places that need different management than somewhere else. So the broad spectrum of management <laughs> has many different niches. What's good for one system isn't really good for another. 
which is why we really, really need more research and more people working at refuges and different places to ensure that the right management is done properly and that we aren't impacting the systems in a negative way. I hope that this episode has given you an appreciation for beavers and all that they do. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lily's Field Journal. I hope you all will stick around for the History of Real Foot Lake episode that's coming up this week. And if you can, please tell your friends and family about Lily's Field Journal. I'm really trying to grow this um, podcast. Um, I know y'all love my actual Field Journal postings on my Instagram and on Facebook, but it would really, really help if you could tell your friends and family about the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please follow my Instagram at Lily's Field Journal. That's L-I-L-Y-S-F-I-E-L-D-J-O-U-R-N-A-L for more wildlife content. And I hope you'll have a great week. Until next time.